Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your co-host Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is my co-host Richie Schneiderite. Richie, you were a bit of a clairvoyant earlier. You said, I bet you as soon as we're done recording this, we're going to get an announcement about the assistant coaching hire. And just like most things, uh, once you hit, you know, stop on the recording, an hour later something happens. Yeah. We have our final assistant uh, for the basketball staff. Uh, Steve Peichel today hired Marlon Williamson, who previously was an assistant coach at Central Michigan for two years. Before that, he coached at Long Island University for four years. Before that, he was an assistant coach with the University of Pittsburgh under Jamie Dixon uh, for two years. He also coached at UMass, and he was the, the, the head coach of a, uh, a well-known AU program in Detroit for almost 10 years after his playing days were over. Tell you, You've been on the phone all afternoon talking about this guy. Tell moved. us a little... Yeah, tell us tell us what's going on with this assistant coaching hire and kind of the down low on on who Marlon Williamson is. Yeah, so I mean, first off, um, I first glance when I saw the hire, I got a text and it's like Marlon Williamson, and that was it. That was the only thing the text said, and I'm like, okay, who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Started googling, and I'm like, still don't have anything. Like, I don't know what's going on right now. And I was like, Marlon Williamson basketball. If you Google, and it pops up, and I was like, oh, and then you start looking at like. Uh, start looking into his resume and you're like, all right, it makes sense. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't, I saw Pitt and I just didn't even, didn't even glance again. And I was like, yeah, whatever Pitt, like, cool. And then I went to the imaging to uh, our, our website, our partnership with them to go pick up a photo. And I'm like, Oh shit, that's Brandon Knight. Like, <laughs> Oh, he coached at Pitt yep. with Brandon Knight. That makes a lot more sense now. Um, yeah. So I, the more and more I read about this guy, the more I'm kind of, uh, kind of a little like, intrigued and a little more excited about this hire. I think it's a good hire. Um, all these guys have AAU ties now. Um, that's just the way the world works. Um, you hire a guy and you probably get your, you get the prospect out of it. Now that wasn't the case for, um, UMass when they first hired him. I don't know if they actually ended up getting anybody, but, uh, he did train several notable NBA dudes. Um, Draymond Green probably being the most notable, um, but big Detroit, Michigan guy, uh, tons of ties to that area. He graduated from Cast Tech, high school. Which uh, I don't even know if I pronounced that right, but uh, he, um, he it, it's a school that produces a ton of talent um, in Detroit, and he has really good ties to the area. Coached coached at the family AAU program it was called, and it wasn't just Draymond; it was Jordan Crawford, Joe Crawford, Chris Douglas Roberts. If you're a Nets fan like myself, you, all those names probably make a lot of sense to you. Um, I think uh, Malik Harrison and uh, James Young as well. These are all top-ranked guys um, in their classes, so that's a good starting point. He was also a player at Youngstown State, so he's uh, although he's from Detroit, Michigan, he's pretty familiar with the PA area. Uh, he's he was one of the better players for them too, and of of course he was all defensive uh, team for his uh, his college days. So of course Pike loves that. Um, <laughs> so I, I you haven't really found an answer for the offense yet, but um, you do get a pretty good coach it seems like and. 
Finally, last but not least, um, there was the Brandon Knight ties, which I mentioned before, but I was being told that he's also pretty close with a certain somebody named Omar Cooper. Who? And who is he? Uh, here we go again. I got to go look up the, the, the chart, like uh, Charlie from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> and it's like, this, 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 this. Um, Omar Cooper is the former, or I think he's still the head of Athletes of Tomorrow. Now, Athletes of Tomorrow is Ace Bailey's uh, AAU program. Omar Cooper is also notably in charge of the basketball division for the Lifestyle Sports Agency, a.k.a. Um, NIL agent. But they, I think they're considered something else, like an instructor or some shit. Um, now, how does Rutgers tie into all this? Let's figure it out. Mr. Cooper played at New Jer- NJCU, Newark native, he is the notable. He's the father of Sharif Cooper, who's now in the NBA. Blah blah blah. He has a sister who's a current WNBA free agent slash Tennessee alum slash also Newark native, and his sister's godfather is Brandon Knight. That's how we Ooh. get to the connection. Okay. So Brandon or Omar Cooper is close with Marlon Williamson, who's close with Ace Bailey. So in turn, it's all turned back to recruiting, and here we mm. are. <laughs> I mean, this is some, this goes along with some of the. The what you've heard throughout this coaching search that you know they're going to keep it quiet. It's probably mm-hmm. not going to be a name anyone expects, and that Brandon Knight was going to have a big impact on the decision for the assistant coach. Yeah. Now this kind of all goes in line with what you heard. I don't know if we mentioned that on the pod or not, but I know that's something that you've talked about uh, several times. Uh, in regards to the Brandon Knight having a hand in it about Brandon Knight having a say in the hire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is not, I'm not going to say the Brandon's program, but it, Mike, do you have the tinfoil there? I know uh, you're in a new, new place, place new oh. place, no tinfoil. It's been thrown was... away. We got to get new tinfoil for this house. That's it, man. Uh, but uh, I can put on the invisible invent Reynolds wrap here. Um, <laughs> conspiracy theory. Brandon Knight's the head coach in waiting. That's why he has all this power. Is it true? I, I don't know. Pike's like, we did the math the other last pod, two pods ago, whatever, three pods ago at this point. Um, we do a lot of pods, damn. Yeah, um, time's a flat circle. It's been a, it's been a long few weeks. <laughs> anyway, um, I know there's a significant age gap. I think Pike was already 56, 57, something like that. He's 55. Um, 55, close enough, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, in reality, maybe he does coach till like, like his predecessor, Cal, or predecessor, um, like, Jim Calhoun, his uh, pro, jeez, I no, I can't even think of the word. I just, I've been sitting here for too <laughs> damn long, man. Yep. It's like that uh, that stupid meme, and it's like I'm tired of this, Grandpa. That's too damn bad. Um. Anyway, <laughs> you get the point. I don't know how long Pike's going to end up coaching for, um, but he is on the younger side still. So I, I mean, I ideally, I think he wants to fill that that shelf he has in his office with a Final Four NCAA championship. Yep. But maybe you get that all in 2024 when you have Dylan Harper and Ace Bailey. But that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> but I wouldn't be shocked if Brandon Knight was the head coach in waiting, kind of. Um, you can just keep giving them pay bumps. Um, the money is already more than most mid-majors, I would say, at 650. I think it's actually 700 this upcoming season, which started in March. So it would be 700. Um, and I heard a rumor he might get another pay bump. So, really? I mean, yeah, Hobbs leaves. You got some money to fuck around with. So. <laughs> I think Hobbs was set to. Uh, I actually have the contract details right in front of me. Um, Hobbs, okay. So I'm sorry. He was set to make. He's set to make six fifty this year. 
in year two of that deal. Um, Thompson made 165, so I would probably give him a little bit of a bump too because he's proved more than worthy of uh, being number two in this coaching tier system, whatever you want to call it. And uh, Hobbs was set to make 360 this past, or he made 360 this past season. He was set to make 380, I believe it was, for this upcoming season. So you got some fuck around money. You probably give half of that to each of them and say, here you go. And well, I guess you got to save the money for Williamson too. But regardless, um, I was told there was going back to the hire uh, in Williamson. There's six guys on campus that uh, interviewed. I don't have the names on them specifically. I'm working on it. Um, but I don't even know if I want to post those because you know you post one and it's like, yeah, it's probably not, not a good idea. It's like, hey, it's like I could have had her. It's like I could have took that. I could have dated that uh, Angelina Jolie in high school. And it's like, mm-hmm. could have, dude, but you didn't. So now she's famous. Like, fuck you. <laughs> um, I, as you can tell, I'm kind of tired. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, six six guys on campus for interviews. Um, this this uh, hire makes a lot of sense in terms of you can recruit the Midwest a little more because not only do you having Detroit, Michigan ties, but you also play in Michigan every single year for the most part. I don't think that's a guarantee, but I think it's just about. Um, yeah, between Michigan State and Michigan, I have a hard yeah. time believing you don't play at least one in Michigan. Exactly. And um, end of the day, you get another reason for East Bailey not to go anywhere. So that's always fun. I mean, when you have the potential number one recruit, you do whatever he wants. This is, yep. uh, this is his world, and we're just living in it. Yeah, no, you can't get here fast enough. Um, yeah, just kind of go. This this hire doesn't surprise me. Uh, I think we were. It's it always seems like the the most obvious choices are never the assistants that are hired. Like Shiano's yeah. different in terms of head coach. Like that was Born. really the only reasonable option we had at the time. Um, but the assistants, time after time, like it's funny when you go through like the, you know the. The, the Monday morning quarterback on the assistant coaching hires. It's like, oh, I should have mm-hmm. known like he, yeah. we, we had heard that he had influence and, you know, we should have looked at who he coached with and who he seems to be, you know, who he seems to catch up with. Like, yeah. that's like the same th- thoughts with like the Shiano of Soraka hire. Like we should have probably seen that, that in common. Yeah. That was a bad one. Um, yeah. This, this one too. I'm like, I'm thinking like uh, from what I was told is that it was all like Pike's guys, like Pike connections, this, that. And I, did a deep dive into Pike's fucking coaching career, and I found every name possible and I posted it. And uh, now I'm at the point where I'm going to have to do the same for Brandon Knight and probably other assistants for other sports as well. So yeah. that's always fun. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, this is a. The more I read about this hire, the more I kind of like it. I think it's a pretty pretty solid hire. His a uh, couple couple fun tidbits real quick about Marlon Williamson. He is um, not only close with Omar Cooper, like I said. He uh, also has this like really famous photo of this suit that's like three sizes too big, which <laughs> I, I did already tweet at him and asked him if he was going to wear it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was his first year of coaching, he said. He said, no shot already. He replied, so that's always <laughs> a good sign. Uh, I have been told since then the suit has been donated. So, oh, damn. Yeah, we're, we're not going to get to see that. I think he messed up by not um, not keeping that. Now, that's, that's a suit and a half. Um, what was the other one? <laughs> Nickname Smoke. Did I say the nickname? No, you didn't say the nickname. Okay, his nickname is uh, Smoke. Um, I don't know the reason behind it, behind it yet. I'm still kind of learning everything. Um, and he, he's well-known as a pretty good recruiter. Uh, the Pitt guy said that um, – when I talked to the Pitt guys, they said he didn't really recruit many Detroit guys to campus, but 
Um, those were also Jamie Dix, Jamie Dixon. Is that who it was? Yeah, Jamie Dixon. Yeah, those were his like final couple years too. So there's that. I don't know if that, eh, whatever. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm a little bit more excited just because this guy has a ton of experience. He's coached throughout yeah. um, D1 at a couple different uh, schools at different levels, and um, he's he's close with the right people. Like he, that's all it comes down to at the end of the day. And um, recruiting wise, I I don't know who he's recruited to Central Michigan because I don't know how good Central Michigan is or how good they were. But there's a guy in the portal from Central Michigan who. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but it looks really simple. But I'm gonna let you do it. Yeah, I think I think it's pronounced uh, Jesse Zarzuela. Uh, he averaged 16.3 points a game last year, 2.8 rebounds, 2.7 assists. He shot 40% from the field. Uh, he shot 36% from three on almost seven attempts a game. He shot 83% from the line. Uh, Michigan or Central Michigan wasn't good last year. They were 10 and 21 overall. I think they were in the okay. bottom. 20 of the net or 20 bottom 20 of uh i think it was the net um so not a great year for central michigan um yeah i'm looking now too so originally went to utep in 2018 redshirted then so he qualified for college so this shouldn't matter but then he went to a juco his second year third year missouri state west plains whatever the hell that is um fourth year coppin state um, where he averaged 14 points and three rebounds. Pretty good. Uh, 37% from the field, 29 from three. That's rough. And then this past season, uh, his numbers weren't bad, but he only played uh, 17 games. He only started seven for Central Michigan. Yeah. I'm looking at. So that's that's an interesting thing. I, I know he's ranked technically. I think it's Bustin Brackets actually had it up. Um, they have him as one of the top uh, available guards at the portal currently. I think he's number four, but this was this was four days ago. So Cam Spencer's obviously ahead of him. But yep. um, he he's actually so the thing is is he has he won't graduate until summer. So they're kind of waiting for that because he did transfer. I don't know four times, um, but you can't get a fifth waiver, you know. Uh, yep. But I will tell you that Pittsburgh, Arizona, and Oregon are all very involved. Oregon just hosted them recently. Michigan's very involved as well. So this could be a kid that I, I'd probably reach out to pretty quickly. Um, they trying to get in. He's a fifth-year senior. Went for 20 points in four straight games, including 29 against Buffalo. I don't understand why the fuck he only, he only started seven games, but uh, whoever the head coach is over there, you, you got to check yourself a little bit when this kid's putting up numbers like that and you're not starting mm-hmm. them. But uh, – I mean, he seems like an. It seems like he's a pretty explosive scorer, just based on the the limited tape I I found on transfer tapes on YouTube by searching his name once. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he's a he's listed at six three, uh, one eighty, I believe. Mm-hmm. He's got some decent size, but he's also listed as a point guard. I don't know if we want another point guard. Yeah, um, I was gonna dive in, not really dive into it, but like look at Michael's lineups over the years. It's always big guards for the most part, whether mm-hmm. it be Geo, Caleb. Uh, I know Caleb kind of shifted more towards that wing role. Um, Paul, last year was Paul and Caleb, Paul and uh, Cam for the most part. With Caleb, that's just a six seven point guard, six four, six three Cam Spencer, and then a six 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 seven uh, Caleb McConnell. I think that's actually a legitimate six seven now based on the combine, but uh. Yeah, so I, I just don't – I can't imagine him going with, like, a Noah Fernandes who's 5'11", 6 foot, and then putting this guy next to him who's 6'2", maybe, 6'3". 
Mm. It's just a, it's not your typical Rutgers backcourt. So may, I guess you could technically, but I, I just don't see it happening. I think that they're probably going to go target a different guard. Um, probably one that's a better score because his numbers aren't phenomenal. They're just eh. Like mm-hmm. when you look at Cam's numbers at Loyola, Maryland, it's like they were they were pretty damn good. And then yeah. he got he got even better. So it's like um, you probably want someone of that caliber. Uh, who's that? I don't know. We're still kind of waiting and seeing. But now that this is high, this is done. They got the hire done. They technically still have an off the court hire that they're still trying to figure out. But uh, that there's no rush in that one. Um, I think you probably just hit the portal pretty hard, and then you'll probably see these guys on the sideline of every single Dylan Harper game this summer. And yep. um, you get him, and it's like okay, now, now see that shelf I was talking about before. Start, start dusting <laughs> it off. Yep. Um, I don't know if you saw the clip um, today. I don't know if you, I don't know if you're a big golf guy or not, but if you saw the clip today of Brooks Kepka's girlfriend or wife or whatever she is, I think I've seen her before, but I I don't really follow golf that closely. So, yeah. like one of those funny accounts, like Breezy Golf on Instagram, posted and they're like, "Where's Where's Miss Kepka? Where's she at? What, why Why didn't Why wasn't she there to greet her husband?" Everyone's like speculating, and she posted a TikTok and she's like, "You know, just dusting off the trophy shelf," and it's like oh, her yeah. one little shelf, and then it, like the camera zooms out, and there's just like every trophy there, like possible that he's won. Yeah, and it was like, all right, well. There you go. That's, that's going to be Pike's office. Someone's going to be dusting it off. So, uh, I don't know. Steve Haynes, start dusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, that was I'm mean. Looking at the, yeah, I'm looking at the portal now. There's there's a no few one. interesting names. Well, there's a few interesting names in here, and I don't know how realistic they are. I'll just go right from the, the top here. So, uh, do you remember Mongolian Mike? Who ended yeah, up at the Mike Schroeder. Yeah, so he's still in the portal. He's one of the highest ranked guys available, um, according to Evan Maya. He's 13th overall in terms of all transfers out of like 1,600. I saw that he was potentially looking to to go professional. He did declare. I I just don't know if he's – what the deal is there. Mm -hmm. He he bounced around a little bit in high school too. I know he played in Jersey with International Sports Academy, which was – it's coached by the former head coach of Caleb McConnell at Spire Academy. But I think okay. he ended up finishing his career at Prolific Prep, which Moat Mag and, you know, Rockers. And uh, here we go again with this whole fucking plot in the dots and shit. Mm-hmm. God, he um, did have one year, though. He had five points per game. Like, you, don't get yeah. me wrong. I liked his game. I thought he was decent, but just it's more of a forward, too. I think he'd fit in like that Mag 4 role. So yep. that would be one to keep an eye on. Yeah, and he, he so he did get an invite to the G League uh, Elite Camp. He worked mm-hmm. out. Um, I don't have any more information on whether he signed with like a <clears throat> like an agent or anything like that. Um, another interesting guard prospect that's in the in the portal still is Andre Corbello, who is nope. from the New York City area. No, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> fuck that kid. Um, He's the biggest prick in high school ever. Like no offense um, to him, but no offense to him. <laughs> <laughs> Femi. Udukale, I believe his name is from Seton Hall, is in the yeah. is in the portal. Um, he's from uh, Brooklyn. He averaged seven points a game this past season. Uh, not a great three point shooter. He transferred in from uh, Pittsburgh. And then Ian Martinez is a guy who just transferred out of uh, out of Maryland. He was a guy that had a similar like shocking transfer out, um, like a little bit reminiscent of Cam Spencer. If hmm. he you know, if, if he's following along that path, 
Uh, he's probably not going to appear, but he is a guy who started at Utah, and last year he played in 35 games. He didn't, he only started two, uh, but he averaged almost six points a game, shot uh, 40% from three on about two, two attempts a game, 80% from the line. Uh, so not like a huge impact guy, but, you know, uh, 6'3", 185, just, just speculating here. Just Again, it's not the deepest uh, deepest group that's still remaining, but yeah. you can't really expect it to be at this point. No, it's really tough right now. I know they definitely want a four. I'm assuming with Cam gone, they probably want a guard because I just yeah. I can't see that guard combo being Paul and Noah. I think yeah. Paul starts that three roll, kind of takes over where Caleb was, but it's a completely different three, too. Yep. A completely different three as well. I can't say three, too, because that would confuse everyone. Um, so, yeah, that that's an interesting one. Um, I think you, you got to get a guard. I just don't know who's available. I know, like, we, yeah. we send, like, names back and forth just to, like, see, oh, this guy, maybe this guy. But um, I, I don't know. Um, they've obviously been looking into, like, guys like Jay Powell at the four and stuff like that. Um, Mongolian Mike, because I can't pronounce his last name. Um, it sounds like he might get picked in a draft based off five points per game. Like that's kind of crazy. I know he did a great G league camp, but like, that's insane. Like he's definitely not going back to Dayton. He said though, and he said, he's not sure, but he wants to pursue the professional route. Um, he also compared his game to Tyrese Halberton and I'm gonna be honest, kid, I don't see it, but sure. Um, so he's a little loopy too, I guess. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, I don't know where they're gonna go. It's gonna be interesting. It's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be tough. And the portal is picked over at this point, and no one new can enter. I mean, obviously, grad transfers. If you want to go tamper a little bit and do what Georgetown did, um, or I don't know, <laughs> maybe Georgia Tech a little bit. They, they don't tamper though, right? No. Well, this is a great segue uh, because the Gabbit games were announced today, uh, and. Guess who Rutgers is playing in the Gavit games Ooh. at the rack? Hello, Georgetown. Hello, Ed Cooley. Hello, maybe Cam Spencer. Although Cam might be getting more money than even Georgetown can afford. It sounds like yeah. there's quite the bidding war that's brewed up for him. Um, we initially thought it'd be right around six figures, like you know, like high five good. figures, low six figures. But it sounds like he's blowing that out of the water at this point. Yeah, uh, a bunch of blue bloods hopped in, including UConn, Kentucky, Miami. Uh, what else are you hearing uh, regarding that? Uh, who was it? You just said Kentucky, Miami, UConn. UConn's kind of new to the party, but they wanted a guard for the longest time. They were close to getting that kid who I can't remember his name went to Kansas instead last minute. Timberlake. Uh, yes, Timberlake. Okay. Um, they wanted him badly. So the thing is, is he also wants to start, and he wants to start on a good team. Um. The Georgetown thing, I know they're not a good team, but this is more so Cam wanting to go closer to home as well. So that's a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, we did mention in the last pod he did try to commit to uh, to Maryland uh, previous time in the portal. So I I wouldn't even worry about them too much because I, I looked into it and they don't have a current uh, scholarship available. Now they do have a kid that graduated that they could kind of be like, right, see you later. But he's also a starter, mm-hmm. so you probably don't want to do that. Um but I wouldn't put anything past um, past a cue ball over there, Kevin Lowe. <laughs> um, I can say that because I'm allowed to. Um, I am also a cue ball, a fellow cue ball guy. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't put it past him, but I don't see it happening, I think. Um, 
Yeah, Miami's got a checkbook that's just this guy literally fucking destroyed his company for, which respect. Mm-hmm. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, <laughs> like yep. you're screwed. But that's uh, besides the point. But uh yeah, no, I mean it's it's a tough it's a tough call right now to see where he ends up. I still think Georgetown's the favorite. I think he'd take less money to go over there. And um, I, I did listen to our buddies over at the the Rutgers rant. And uh, Fonz, I got to tell you, man, this this kid Spencer, I, I know everyone's hating on him right now, but he could play at the high like the high European level. He could go to the Euro, yeah. he can play and make some serious money. So it's not like this money is just his one time payment, is it? Yeah, it's a nice upfront payment, but he can go to Euro League and shooters will get paid no matter where they're at. And when you shoot at a click of thirty four or forty three percent from three, forty four percent from the field, and you had a slump. Holy shit, man. Like, I think it, we didn't give him enough credit of how good yeah. he was. Without him, that team's not even close to sniffing the tournament. Yeah. They were on the bubble. Dude, it's hilarious seeing people coping uh, on the boards, trying to rationalize, like, how losing Cam is actually not that big a deal. It's like, uh, well, we, we literally don't win, like, four or five games last year if we don't have Cam. Like, at least four or five. won you one. Like, yeah, literally. You, you hit, like, two buzzer beaters in a row. The guy, like, what was the game? He he shot, like, six of seven from three in the first half just to keep us afloat. We ended up, I think, scratching the game out. Was that Wisconsin? I can't remember. You anyway, he's just, right? like, at points, he was the only guy on offense who had a pulse. So to say that he's not a yeah. big loss is just Wisconsin. absolutely insane. I, I couldn't believe insane. reading through some of the people talking about that. Like, six, six of ten from three is kind of crazy. It's the only reason they were afloat in the, in the Hofstra game. They went 6 of 11 from 3. Like, yep. 6 of 7 from 3, 6 of 5 of 7, 5 of 7, 4 of 6. Like, this this guy, yes, did he chuck a little bit? Yeah, he, he had some questionable shots, but he still shot 44% from 3, 44% yep. from the field. Like, and he it was like a, a top five season run. offensively ever for Rutgers in terms of efficiency and in terms of uh, three-point shooting. And he had, a, he had a crazy slump where he stunk. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't good. Like, three-point game, three-point game, four-point game, 15, nine, three again. Like, that's a crazy bad slump against some shitty teams, too. But he bounced back and had a hell of a year. Like, yep. I hate to say it. You're going to miss him. I just, just uh, if he goes to Georgetown, it's kind of cool because you get to see him and you get your little revenge game. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like uh, Kentucky reached out. I forgot about. Uh, Kentucky oh, yeah, guys yeah. asked me for a, a quote on what he's like as a player, and I just keep saying like he's a great shooter. Like he can hit from anywhere. I know he doesn't like he can doesn't really do great at creating his own shot, but he can if he needs to. He's slow. He's not fast. He's not like yeah. I don't want to say he's Luca, but like he plays like a weird style like Luca, and he can kind of dribble the ball up to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing Rutgers lacked. If Rutgers had a point guard that could dribble last year, that that's a totally different Cam Spencer you're getting. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Got to. I mean, how many? What would you say his like percentage of like open looks was from beyond the arc? Beyond the it arc had to have been like oh yeah, a third of his looks were were open. Everything else was contested like or coming off a screen. Yeah, he was really good at uh, just catch and shoot too. Yeah. Um, and he was. He was great at that, actually. I should say. Yeah, I, I know. Like you said, the coping thing, but I keep thinking that stupid fucking frog meme. Yeah, the coping frog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's this is uh there's no way around it. There's no beating around the bush. It's fucking May twenty second right now, and you just lost your best player for next year. It's a kick in the balls. Yeah. It's what it is. Yep. So, 
but there's still time to find a replacement. You're not going to find a, a guy who replaces Cam one-to-one. Like, that's just, that guy's not out there right now. And if he was, we couldn't afford him. So I think you just kind of got to, you got to trust Pike. You got to trust that he can cobble together, you know, his Cam's production in two or three guys instead of one. And, you know, you got to hope, can't, you got to hope Cliff comes back. It sounds good right now, but Promising. that mm-hmm. hasn't been final finalized yet. Um, you got to hope Mag comes back at 100% early in the year, maybe around December. Uh, I don't know if that's likely or not, but, you know, that's these these are the things you got to kind of, if you're telling yourself a story about how the, the season goes well next year, these are the kind of things that need to work out. Um, yeah, that's, um, it's, it's going to, this went from like, I wanted to say it was probably a tournament team, so now I'm kind of like, let's let's see what's going on here. Now it's a little, uh, it's getting a little fishy now. Um, yep. Side note: Papa Conte, Pittsburgh. Pit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not a not. I guess it's a little surprising. Um, not ideal, but we'd been hearing he's going to end up at a, an ACC school mm-hmm. for for about a week now, and I just assumed it would be Georgia Tech, but no, yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, big old fuck you, Carl Hobbs. <laughs> yep. Um, and just kind of one reminder, the Gavit games take place each year in the middle of November. So between mm-hmm. probably the 13th and 18th would be when we're playing Georgetown. They're always night games. So yes, uh, that would be, uh, I, I mean, can you imagine what the environment's going to be like that night if oh. Cam Spencer does go to Georgetown? Yeah. Holy that's... crap. That's going to be fun. Um, that I don't want to say the only thing that sucks is like, I can't base it off last year's net ranking. Cause net last year's net ranking was what? Uh, two forty for Georgetown. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not going to be very good this year either. So I think Ed Cooley is a good coach. I think he'll get them some wins that they're not supposed to, but I just, I hate this sort of schedule. Like I was hoping yeah. to get someone better and, um, kind of screwed there a little bit. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, we will see, um, but that's kind of all we got. You guys uh, sucked all the content out of us today. Uh, this is, we got three YouTube videos that went up today. We got two podcasts we recorded. Yeah. Um, I need a beer. Okay. I will. Oh, I, it. <laughs> I don't left this chair all day, and I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck could happen next? Like, do yeah. I'm going to commit now? Like, do it. Yeah, I dare yeah. you. I fucking yeah. dare you. <laughs> you got your poop sock in? How you been, how you been handling that? Just on uh, the ground. Yeah, right on the ground. It's uh, I blame the Got dog. Got a Gatorade bottle. <laughs> Just feeding the dog. Just blame. It was a dog that did that. Like it wasn't me. Holy uh, crap! Again. Yeah, I don't know why she keeps doing it. It's crazy. Why is it always under your chair? I don't know. She just likes to hang out with me. <laughs> yeah, that's just where she's comfortable going. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think that's really it, right? Yeah, that's a. I don't think there's yeah. anything else. Surprising yeah. amount of news that broke in the last couple hours between yeah. the Gavit games and and. Uh, the new coach, but yeah, let's uh, let's take a break for a little bit, please. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, for me and Richie, this has been another edition of the Night Report Podcast. Signing off. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.